Hello, ActorCasters, and welcome to Season 2 of ActorCast. I am so excited to have you all back here and listening to episodes from the greatest experts in the entertainment industry. I'm so excited to have you back, and we are bringing in the second season with a bang. This is episode 41. If you haven't listened to our first 40 episodes from the first season, be sure to go back in your podcast list and check out those episodes. So, for episode number 41 of the ActorCast, we are talking to Eric Neal. And Eric is a Tony nominated producer and founder of Third Act, theater's first NFT marketplace. Third Act helps fans own their favorite theater moments through digital collectibles while helping shows recoup from this pandemic. And this is an incredible episode, really talking about the intersection of theater and technology and where theater should be looking as we move forward in the future, as we progress as an industry. We talk about Eric's background and what led him to the intersection of both theater and technology. For those of you who may be wondering what an NFT is, we dive into what an NFT is exactly. We talk about how the theater industry can use NFTs to their advantage. And Eric also walks us through the philosophy behind Third Act and what he is doing with this company. If you like this episode, please be sure to head to our website at actorcast.fm to let us know your thoughts. There you could also sign up for our newsletter to receive the latest and greatest information on upcoming guests, as well as ways in which you could share your work on this platform. So without further ado, again, welcome back, and let's please introduce our first guest of season two, Eric Neal. Everybody, welcome back to ActorCast. I am very excited for our guest joining us today. His name is Eric Neal. He's a Tony-nominated producer, as well as the founder of Third Act. Eric, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Patrick. I was very excited when we first connected only just a, a few weeks ago. You're working at the intersection of theater and technology, which are two uh, happen to be two fields and industries that I'm very invested in personally. And it's something, too, that I think a lot of people don't intrinsically put together. I think that when people in the theater industry think of technology, uh, they think like, oh, you know, sound design, lighting design, maybe projection design. And they don't really or, or maybe like social media marketing or something like that but they don't really think about it in the way that you're going about it. And I think that there's a great opportunity in what you're doing with Third Act, uh, both for theater makers, creators, performers, 
artists of all kinds in a lot of ways, but specifically in, in the theater. So I'm very excited to, to have you here and dive into a deeper conversation. All right, let's get let's get into it. So I'm wondering if you could just uh, first start off by sharing with our listeners just a, a little bit about your background. How did you end up coming at the intersection of theater and technology? Uh, yeah, that's a, a great question. I think it's really important, too, how you end up somewhere can really uh, shape a lot of your perspective and, and guide you where you want to go with any endeavor. I started in uh, a mixture of marketing and co-producing on Broadway. Um, I founded an ad agency and was a co-producer of a Broadway play a number of years ago. And um, that agency handles a lot of marketing in the theater space. And so that's how I stayed very engaged with it and, and active within the community, the industry rather. With the pandemic disrupting everything, it paused everything, obviously, and, and caused a lot of people to pause and reflect on what matters to them, what's important. And it was pretty clear to me that theater mattered and it was important in general and it was at an all-time low of, of um, supply. Like, you just really couldn't go see theater. And I thought, wow, it's like, it's, it's really a, a duller world without that in, in it. So I wanted to find a way to to help be part of the revitalization of theater. And this was in 2020, going into 21. And then at the same time, at the start of that, of last year, there was this emergence of cryptocurrency and this new technology of distributed ledgers and these public records that were immutable. And I'm reading all about them going, wow, this is so interesting. And at the same time, I'm in this industry that is kind of at a standstill. And I go, wow, this you know, I, I don't know if, if anybody's really thinking about how to apply this technology to the theater world. And I think it's it's generally because the industry is, is a, a bit more hesitant towards technology outside of the stage. I think there's an incredible amount within the stage, like you mentioned, with lighting design and sound design and all the technicals that go into making a show seamless and, and magical as a viewer. But outside of that, so much goes into it. I don't think as much is, is, is thought about outside of the stage. So I thought, let's try to create a platform that can engage an audience in a way out that goes beyond curtain open and curtain close. And um, so that's where we started. That was the impetus behind Third Act. And since then, we've launched a, a really early product, a really you know rough around the edges product in the summer of last year and saw really strong response from the industry and in the media. And I really quickly realized that there was demand for this and to deliver the right product, it had to be its own project, not just a project, but its own company and platform. So um, I formed the company, started doing fundraising, hiring a team, getting developers. And um, we have a really strong team right now that's doing a great job at, at building this technology to make it really easy for people to buy theaters most beloved moments and collect memories that are you know recorded on this this digital ledger and i don't want to go too technical with this too early but helping shows commercialize in new ways with digital collectibles it's really i think this this in, innovative way of of figuring out okay doing that research on emerging technologies and, and, you know, much of what you were just talking about and figuring out how to apply it to an industry that, uh, at least from the way that you talk about it, that you really love and that you have a passion for. And 
what you're specifically doing, at least from the outside looking in, is working in uh, NFTs. And I know for, for myself personally, up until recently, this was a very foreign term. And it's it's something that's starting to get thrown a lot uh, around a lot right now. And I think there's a lot of confusion like, OK, this is something that you can make money off of. But, what, what, what you know, how do I do that as like uh, as a theater maker who's potentially creating a show or putting up a show? So I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners, uh, just at the basic level, what is an NFT? Yeah, it's a really uh, great question. And it's almost so simple that sometimes it feel like it doesn't really click with people. And so we have to explain it a few times, but that's totally fine. Uh, an NFT is a digital asset that's stored on a public blockchain. So just like your files are, are stored in hard drives or you know records of whatever transactions on a, I don't know, eBay or whatever are stored on a centralized database somewhere. These assets are stored on these distributed nodes. So they're just, they're stored in multiple places simultaneously. So it, it effectively makes them immutable or, or permanent and um, very, very tough to destroy. So it creates a sense of permanence on digital, which hasn't existed before. And that's why it's a little bit foreign because you can check the record, um, kind of the receipt of the asset, this this digital asset, and see where it has traveled, who has owned it before, if it was bought for how much, and, and where did you know funds go. So it's creating a much more transparent internet, and um, one that is a has a bit more accountability to it. Where in the past everything's been centralized or opaque, so you don't see what transactions are happening with who or wherever, and it's only showed with you in the format that you know pretty big companies decide to, to share with you. Yeah, I think that's a, a, one of the really key points is that it's in a lot of ways for public knowledge, uh, and, and there's this permanence with it as well as you were, you know, as you were mentioning. So w when it comes to an NFT or I guess a non-fungible token. What, what, like, what does, what is that, what is, what is non-fungible token and how does it apply to theater makers? Yeah, so I mean, the term non-fungible just means there, it cannot be, it, there's no kind of copy of it, exact copy. It is, it is an, a single instance, one unto itself. How it can apply to theater is, you can create digital assets, you can create content that is um, recorded on these public blockchains to create assets that can be traded because you can you know, itemize it or tokenize it um, on the blockchain and that's a unique asset that can be traded or, or um, uh, bought and sold. And, and then we use a lot of you know, great internet uh, functions and features to bring a lot of fun to it, like run auctions or allow people to show off their collections and their like, you know, digital war chest of things or toy chest of things. You can do things like you know, the show program can become um, a digital asset, a clip from a blooper can become an asset, uh, behind the scenes concept content can become an asset. And I think we're in this stage right now where we're talking about NFTs like their memorabilia and merchandise, and that's the right place to have this conversation. Where it will evolve to and what a lot of, um, and what we're doing at Third Act is viewing them a little bit more like membership 
And so owning an NFT is closer to being a member of something. So there will be experiences, both digital and real, that will be accessible should you own NFTs. And so this is a new way to uh, experience theater and Broadway because we will have touch points that give you an enhanced experience if you own a certain NFT, um, sometimes in the, in the real world, sometimes in digital. And I guess what what would be the advantage of somebody perhaps an artist or a producer or director, an actor, writer, whoever's working in this in this uh, field, or even an audience member, for example, uh, what would be the advantage of investing in something like a digital collectible of, of like a blooper from a show, as opposed to just being able to watch it online? Yeah, I mean, you own it. So it's it's within your own wallet, you have the right to, to, you know, take it other places to other platforms to sell it, you know, you can display it in your home and have in know that it is the authentic thing. Yes, you can find these things maybe on Instagram or on Google Images and save them and download them. But the same way you can go to the Louvre and see the Mona Lisa and take a photo of it, you by no means own it. So this is because we're working with the shows and actors directly, a portion of every sale goes directly back to them. So if you truly want to support theater and support its revitalization, you'll buy through Third Act because it's going to go back to the actors and um, to the productions. And with this technology, we're able to credit them with royalties every time it's sold a subsequent time as well. So if, if I buy an NFT from you and I sell it to somebody else, every transaction the original IP owner is uh, is getting a cut from that. So you we're starting to build out this long tail of theater that hasn't existed before. It's just kind of started with streaming and people are starting to understand different ways to commercialize live performance, which has been so tough within Broadway. It's so tough to have a commercially successful show. And just like streaming is another way to lower the, um, the stakes a little bit, NFTs are also um, uh, kind of a, a tool in that category as well. So I think it's just like maybe 20 years ago, you might go, why would I want to do social media for my show? We have so much going into the show and we've got costumes to get ready and rehearsals and this and that. Why do I want to bring on another person to manage social media? Now, I mean, we're following social media accounts for shows that are going to regionals in like eight months. Like we're, it's such the experience of going to theater has changed fundamentally and the, the the time you spend with the stories have been so elongated before you step into that theater and afterwards it, it just doesn't stop yeah I, I it really is fascinating and it's exciting too to see just especially given the pandemic like where where is commercial theater going to go as you were mentioning uh, it's it's a very difficult field to make profitable, and I feel like a lot of times, and I'm sure you know this yourself, having been a, a producer, is that, that your, your hands kind of feel tied sometimes. And so when it comes to this type of technology that you're talking about with NFTs, digital collectibles, are these a means to market the show? Are they means to... Is it like uh, what you were saying before, like a, a membership fee? How is this money, uh, I guess, cycling back into the the production? And not only that, but then how are, uh, I guess, people who are investing in these 
uh, digital products, uh, how are they reaping the rewards as well? Can we re re-ask that a little more succinct? Because there was like three questions in there. I got to keep it straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I was, yeah. So, so I guess that my first part of that question would be, is this type of technology, do you see it primarily as a way to, to market shows as, as like a marketing funnel? Or is it more so a way to kind of like, I, I don't want to use the term fundraise, but like, mm -hmm. is it a way to raise money for a production or, or is it a little bit of both? It's a bit of both. I, I see it as a hybrid between marketing and merchandise because you can put these things out. I mean, how often are press releases about and announcements about shows released so early? Um, like how much earlier are they released than the actual show? So you can release NFTs and produce them pretty quickly depending on what you want to make and kind of start that membership process much earlier and start doing what I would say is, is kind of tribe finding or finding your audience ahead of the show. From there, these NFTs can then kind of start to accrue value, especially if there's a scarce amount of them um, where people want them to get access to certain things. And so there can be a secondary market that happens before the show, the curtain even opens. So there, there's an economy that can kind of be built around each show, around an audience. So it's a little bit of both when it comes to, I mean, I think I remember your second question here was around what's the value of somebody buying one of these assets as well. As a holder, you still get the lion's share of every sale. So you still would get at minimum 80% uh, of, of the sale. So um, you could buy it for 10 and sell it for 100 and you're still seeing $80 of that second sale. So there is a benefit in holding on to it. And then I think as we see shows go through award cycles and award seasons and actors getting nominated and going through their careers and whatnot, these collectibles start to have sentimental value and people are going to collect them for very different reasons. And you might have somebody who has, you know, our Brian Stokes Mitchell NFT that's a one of one and there's only three of them in existence and somebody just really wants them because he won the Tony or whatever it is. But somebody's like, I just love this actor. So there's going to be really interesting transactions that play out because I think people are, are buying them for different reasons. And to be honest, I mean, we want to welcome people to our platform who really love theater, who want to see the industry flourish, um, who want to buy into this idea with us that it's going to help keep the industry, you know, sustain it a little bit and, and lower the stakes a little bit. And um, if things go up in value and you can flip them and make a buck off them, that's great. But we're not like day traders here. So um, it really <laughs> is not the art. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I guess, as you were saying before, you said that a, a percentage then also goes, it could go back into the show as well. I guess yeah. with, oh, that's the, a good with, point. The, with the assumption that I guess in some ways, maybe in partnership with Third Act, is that these do you kind of see the, the shows being the ones who are creating the NFTs and then they're putting them up on, on third act and then they're being bought by a variety of different parties? Yeah, so the, the payout process is super simple. It's not like there's there's nothing like where we're going and reviewing things and truing up at the end of quarters or anything like that. Every time there's a sale, the funds are distributed immediately to the parties. So they just have, you know, the individuals who are owning these NFTs or the, the productions, the shows, the actors just have to make an account on third act. And then when the token is minted, we set the royalties 
when we mint them. So everything's automatic. You don't have to go back and review things. You can look at your tokens. We show the record of the transactions. So there's no, it's really transparent. And it gets deposited into your account. You can withdraw it at any time and it goes via Stripe straight to your bank or whatever bank account you've, you've associated with it. So it's pretty seamless and it's really hands-off for everybody. You don't have to worry about the production going through line items and things and what's going where. Um, so it keeps it really clean. Yeah, well, I think just looking at how you've built the third act website, you could see that you've been very intentional with making it easy. You're going in with the understanding that you're approaching people, as as you said earlier, who who may have been a, a little hesitant at first with with uh, this adaptation of, of theater or or theater dabbling in new mediums like you know NFT and cryptocurrency. With with that said, I'm I'm curious because this is this is all very exciting, and I, I've told this to you multiple times at this point that I, th- I think there there's so much potential for the the theater industry, and and this is such a powerful way to be able to lift it up in a time that a lot of you know a lot of the resources, arguably all of the resources have been drained from it. So in looking ahead, like where do you see third act? playing a role in this evolution of the theater industry? Third Act doesn't exist without live theater. Uh, That, to me, is so important. And I think that the goal of Third Act is to make sure that we can have more live theater moments. Um, Because I personally love the theater. I think the things that the actors and the stage crew and, and everybody at every level does is incredible. So I think that I see us really being a technology partner for the industry and helping producers who are so focused on making an amazing show, pulling that off, just enhancing that and really making it super easy for them to run an NFT campaign uh, that's almost set it and forget it automatic like they would a social media campaign. And yes, it has gotten, social media has gotten so much more sophisticated, agencies handling and this and that, but we're getting to a point where we're going to be self-serve. And if you're a producer and want to go on and make a collection, you can do that. And it's, you know, set your price, set your royalties, name it what you want, how many go. And, you know, and as long as people have their accounts, you know, made, it's all set up. So I think having a really easy solution that's focused on theater and you can see the royalties going back that really is the next phase for us, and I think that that'll take you know several months to um, accomplish, and and maybe by the time this is out, we'll we'll have done that and a little bit more. But that's where I see it going. I think that the convergence of the real world and digital is is happening faster and faster every week. So uh, I see us being a part of that uh, acceleration, and I will just always be working to to keep theater moving forward in adopting technology when it is tends to be pretty hesitant. So um, we want to be kind of the innovators leading that charge and making it super simple so you don't need a manual to understand this stuff and to see the benefits from it. Yeah, I, I think it's incredible. And I, I love, too, that like you're you're really in a lot of ways helping to lead the way into where theater is heading. Because theater, at least in in the way in which it is sold and and uh, bought and like 
that and just just that experience i think is changing a lot yes maybe the experience of like when you're in the actual audience and then like seeing the show in, in the long run even though like of course now there's a bunch of virtual things going on but in, in the long run yes maybe that direct experience won't change but everything around it is is going to change and evolve big time and i think what you're doing with third act is really you know paving this new path of opportunity for for theater makers for producers for for all who are involved in the process and so i just want to commend you for for what you've built and and it's going to be really exciting to see how third act evolves and and what it does for shows moving forward uh for for those who are, are listening to this podcast, as we've mentioned previously, the, we have a wide variety of different uh, artists uh, within the entertainment industry who listen to the actor cast, many of whom, as you would assume, are actors uh, who, who work in film and TV, but many of whom uh, work in the theater industry. We also have writers and directors as well. From an individual perspective, because, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about the the value that could come for shows uh, using this type of technology. And as you and I both know, there's a lot of people involved in shows. So for those who those who are listening, that individual, how could uh, this be of benefit to them as well? That's it's a really good question. And I think a lot about it. And I think that's the benefit of being theater focused as an industry. There are other NFT platforms that are out there that uh, are are general. Um, you know, they're like the the Etsy of of um, NFTs. Anybody and their brother can go on and mint a cat meme and and sell it. Um, it was really important to us that we focus on this niche because that's kind of our background. And, and and with that, we we think about it within the ecosystem of theater. So we have a really ambitious roadmap with a lot of features that are going to look to speak to um, each kind of part of the community and each part has, has a role to be, um, to, to be compensated in some way. And maybe not in every single collection, every single person is gonna get compensated, but we're gonna start with the productions and the main actors and, and we're going to go through different products that are gonna compensate people um, fairly and equitably. So we, I have that you know, in, in the back of my head. I'm not just saying theater in general. I, I know that certain uh, roles within theater are not always uh, represented as fairly um, in the industry. So there are NFTs that we're minting that are gonna have royalties going directly to the actor themselves if they're depicted. Sometimes it will go to the show. I think there can be also a lot of um, stakeholders in, in, in theater as well. So it can be tough to make sure everything is distributed fairly and then still make it motivate the buyer as well. Like if you're getting 10% yourself as the owner, it, it, it's not as motivating. But I think we're gonna have a few different models and structures of how people are compensated to make sure that the whole industry is gonna get something from this in some fashion. And the thing that I could say now is, is if you're interested in getting involved with this or you believe in it or you want it to expand to that, then jump in now and buy something now because everything sold is a proof point as we're talking to a lot of different producers, shows, actors, specifically to um, to get them on the platform. So, you know, we did a, an NFT collection with Brian Stokes Mitchell that was directly with him and that was done um, 
commissioned by Atomic Focus Entertainment, great partner. And they just have a great relationship with Brian, so it went straight through to them. But in some situations, you might want it to go directly to Brian or split it. A lot of times we'll, we'll, get, we'll ask the production to kind of handle that, and so they do their own structure of a, you know, a royalty on whatever, or split of whatever royalty they get, so that can be done as well. That's awesome. There, there's so much opportunity here. And I, and I think what, what's exciting too is that like it's, at least from my perspective, you would know better than I would, but I, I feel like we're still in the early stages of this. Oh, and so I, I think, I think it's, it's only going to be a matter of time till I think there's a very real possibility that this will become a norm of sorts. And I, I think totally. And I think we're yeah. very early. I think you're you're very early on it too. We both are. If you I think the narrative is quite a bit ahead of the technology. So we want to get it right and get it done ahead of time. So when people are ready, so are we. Um, if we just started building this when people were ready, it would be two years until it was what it needed to be. So I think just like streaming is really only getting taken seriously by theater now and over the past like 18 months, really. Um, I mean, Netflix has been around since 2003. So we, we have to do this stuff beforehand and um, anticipate where things are going and, you know, uh, and, and hopefully the people will follow. You know, I, I can't thank you enough for, for taking the time to join us on the show and to to educate us as well on this technology, to to educate us on on opportunities for theater. Theater has not died during this pandemic. It's it's going to stay and I think it's just I think it's just figuring out new ways, new innovative ways for it to stick around and uh w- with that said, for those of our listeners who want to learn more about what you're doing and want to learn more about Third Act, uh where is the best places that they could find uh these resources? Yeah, we we've done a lot of work in building content and uh, FAQs and you can check out the platform itself at thirdact.digital. Uh we're very active on Twitter. Um we have a blog that's going live blog.thirdact.digital. And so we're publishing a lot of content that's other uh, kind of adjacent industries are doing and how it can apply to theater and then what we're doing specifically. So we're going to be really active there um, for the next foreseeable future, really. Um, But yeah, go on to Third Act, make an account, browse around, buy something you love and, and, and start collecting. Awesome. Great. Well, I'll make sure to include uh, the link to that in our show notes. So listeners out there, all you have to do is scroll down and and, uh, check out uh, the link to Third Act in our show notes. So uh, Eric, just to conclude again, thank you so much for joining us on this show. Uh, We'll definitely be checking in regularly with Third Act just to, to see all the exciting things coming for the theater industry. So thanks so much again. Patrick, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of ActorCast. You can head to ActorCast.fm and leave us a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. If you haven't already done so, sign up for our newsletter to get the latest and greatest information on upcoming guests, showcases, and much more. I look forward to catching you all in the next episode, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out and create.